Amen, amen. Well, I'm going to jump right on into the message today, and most of you guys can see it on the board. And I'll start out with our title, All in a Day. I want you to kind of get that, the mindset of what's going on, but I want to also look at the selected scripture right on off. If you got your Bibles today, we're in Psalm 90, verse 12. And it says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Man, we can, we can just read through that and go on about our business and maybe not get the depth of that. But I pray today that we can really sink our, our hearts into this. And when I start out with this message, you're going to say, is this supposed to be positive? Absolutely it is. But it makes us sometimes we've got to go back and really look at things as they are, but not worse than what they are. Amen? So I hope today as we go through that, just give me a little, just give me a little leeway as we just lay the foundation for the message, okay? So it says, teach us to to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. You might even say a heart of understanding. And many of you have heard, boy, what a difference a day makes, doesn't it? And that could be good or bad. There's a lot of things, boy, one minute everything was good and the next day you're like, what happened? Or you could be in a very trying time and the next day, uh, you know, we see, see sunlight again. So, you know, time is always moving. But the good news is, just like we were playing today, God doesn't change. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Isn't that good to know when everything else in the world changes, uh, our God is, is steadfast. Amen. So I want to I take a few things and bring out a few points. I said the, the whole thing about this today is just to, to make us get our minds and hearts and feet engaged in today and, and make us really aware of how precious time is. So I did a little research this week and I looked around and I looked at some statistics. Okay. For whatever it's worth, just to set the stage here. And it said the worldwide average life expectancy over the period of 2010 and 2013, according to the United Nations World Population uh, Prospects, were this. Anybody want to guess how long the man, they say men lived during that time? 71? That's not a bad, that's not bad. Anybody else? 80? 80? I'm going with him. <laughs> this is what I got. This is what they had written down here. It says 68.5 years for men and 73.5 years for women. You got that? So 68 and a half years for men, 73 and a half for women. What does that tell you? Y'all driving us crazy, right? Y'all, y'all, y'all about to kill us. <laughs> no, <I'm teasing. laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. It could be. But think about that. 68.5 years for the males, what they had. And we know, let's look. Now, look. We know that nobody knows when we're going to go but the Lord. Amen. And there are things, like, like Alexa, we can work out and do things. But that was just the average. And the reason I just want to get a snapshot of that for us to, to kind of set the whole message. So 68.5 for, for males, 73.5 for females. So I thought about that. And I thought about, man, that's really an eye-opener. How many remember just a few weeks ago when we uh, dedicated baby Zoe, right? That's a great time. And I thought about that. I'm 50. That's 18 and a half years. I probably wouldn't see her graduate if you looked at that. You know what I mean? I will tell you this, that now as age goes on, at, at 70 is when I get a full retirement, they say, from Social Security or anything like that. So that means I would never even draw a full retirement. But I'm going to go with God's report, right? We can have life in abundance. So please, listen, I'm just setting the stage to show you how fragile life is, right? So look at that. Things like that. Think about that. We just think, oh, it's going to be down the road. It's going to be tomorrow and everything else. But we know that God is in control. Now, if you really want to go into this thing, and I know it sounds a little crazy, but, but i just just trying to really build the case here. You can even go online, and they've got calculators. You can put in your age and weight and date and all this and all these different things, and it'll calculate 
the day they think you're going to die. Right? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I tell you what, but when that number pops up and that date pops up, you go, wow, that's close. I don't care if it's a, whatever it is, you know, it's kind of close. The reason I'm saying all these things, when it's set before you, right, you start valuing today a little different. That's what we're talking about. That's the reason for all of that. If you, now, here's a question. If you knew, if you knew you only had a week to live, how would you live today? Any, yeah, yeah. How many, how, many, uh, how many people know you're not guaranteed tomorrow, right? So why do we live so different? Because I don't think really we get what we're talking about here. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Heart of wisdom in that, I want to make the most of each opportunity. I want to tell all my friends that I love them. I love you guys. And, and, and that I care about you and things like that. Now, I want to make a difference while I cut through this place. I want to leave like I told Tim the other day. I said, I'd like to just leave it just a little bit better than when I cut through here. You know, maybe leave a little something out. Maybe leave a legacy or something. I don't want to see KTP just fold up. I want to see the message continue on. You know what I mean? Because it's all about him and putting things in proper perspective and putting God first. And you watch how uh, he will work those things. So like I said, of course, we know no one can predict the precise time and day that we, we pass away. But there's a little bit of benefit in understanding that your days are numbered. And I said, you know what? But none of us will live in this world forever. Amen. If you know Jesus Christ, we know exactly where we're going. Amen. And that is a huge, huge deal. When you go to a funeral and you know that your loved one has received Christ, it's all the difference in the world, amen, than if you go and you don't know. Amen. For Christians, we, we know because a lot of the time people, they don't want to talk about hell. They don't want to talk about hell. Well, that's very real. Amen. And I never say that to scare anybody. I say that so that we'll be educated and make a good decision. Amen. Go with Jesus. How about that? <laughs> Go with what God says. But let's keep on rolling. But knowing these days that of ours are numbered can motivate us to, to make the most of each minute and day left. Think about that. You know, a lot of times I mentioned this one time before, and I think it, it, just, it almost haunts me. We had uh, at one time we'd have a lot of apprentices come through where I work. And I'm always witnessing the people and different things as God provides uh, opportunities. And I talked to this young fella. And, man, he's a really go-getter. He's a great work ethic. He's a good guy, you know. Um, all those things. But you could be all those things and miss heaven. Amen. Because you need Jesus. Amen. We all do. So I begin to share my faith with him a little bit. And he goes, Mr. Buddy, that's, that's really great. And I'm glad that's what you believe. But for me, right now... I just want to live my life the way I want to live my life. And maybe someday, uh, maybe I'll, I'll uh, receive what you were talking about. And I said, how often do you read the paper? Oh, every now and then. I said, do you ever look in the obituaries? He said, well, yeah, sometimes. I said, not just old folks die, son. Do you understand that? I said, so every day that you put off is crucial. Didn't beat him up about it or anything, but I just prayed... In my heart, you know, Lord, I pray that he'd show this young man uh, that, you know what, that life is fragile. And I still continue to pray that. But I also think before I came to the Lord, what was my thought process? You know, we get saved and we forget how we used to live sometimes. You know what I mean? And I try not to forget how I live. Not that I got to stay there, but I, it helps me to understand maybe some of my friends in that situation. So God, give me the wisdom to approach them right where they are and love them where they are. And that's what God has been doing through our ministry for about the last 17 years of reaching people right where they are. 
Amen. And you guys are a huge part of that. Can't do it without you. So with that being said, I hope we can take a look at this. And I really want to take a look at three points today. Today's work, tomorrow's hope, and life's mission. So everybody doing good, say amen, and we will jump on in. So let's look at the first point that the Lord laid on my heart. Today's work. Got some scripture for you if you want to write that down. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. It says, therefore, my dear brothers, be steadfast, unmovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, because you know that the work that you do for the Lord isn't wasted. I want to take a minute here. We are not talking about working your way to heaven. We are not talking about work to maintain good graces with God. Okay, we're talking about being a part of what God's called us to do. We don't work to get to heaven. We do the Lord's work because we are going to heaven. Did that, does that make sense? Out of that love, out of that relationship. You know what I mean? So that's what I hope you hear out of that right there. But the Bible's clear. It's all about God's grace. It's all about the perfect sacrifice of Christ that we have eternal life. And yes, it's by faith alone. So anytime you have somebody talk to you about faith or what they believe, all right, and they start adding to the cross, you can shut it down right there, okay? Because it is the cross plus nothing, amen. It is finished. It is finished. So know that you are secure in Christ. That's what I want you to hear about today. Also, as we go through this, God has a purpose for our life. I was listening to some different preaching the other day, and it really made me start thinking. You know, a lot of times we think we get paid because, you know, well, we, we do. We get a wage because we work and all that. But really, you get paid for solving problems, amen? Right? If you're a plumber, you get paid for fixing the plumbing. If you're a painter, you get paid for, for, for paying. You solve that problem. Well, there was a problem that was solved a long time ago. It was salvation. And Jesus paid that price. But he was so gracious that he offers us to us by faith. But think about that. What problem has God put in your life to solve while you're here? It's not like you're here by accident. There's something that God has for each one of us during this time frame that he's given us life that we can solve. Right? Think about that. I, I think about this. We mentioned a little bit last week. There's a lot of times people are handed many things. You know? And then, you know, hey, it's just like the talents. You know, if y'all remember in the Bible, you know, one got one and one got like five, one got ten. And, and God expected more as he gave you gifts. But a lot of times nowadays what I see is a lot of times people have a lot handed to them and it doesn't seem like they appreciate it as much as somebody worked for it. Not all the, all the time, but a lot of times. Amen. But you know what? Isn't it nice to appreciate what God's given you and gifted you with? And how can you use that to further the kingdom? How can you use that to make a difference in somebody's life? So keep that in mind as we go along. So with that question going out there, how can God use you today? Not tomorrow, not next week, but today. Got a couple of things I want to share with you. He can use us to pray, can he? Man, how many know that is a powerful, powerful tool as a believer? And it's a privilege, privilege with power. I said, do you believe prayer changes things? Okay, I'll say that again. Do y'all believe prayer changes things? Now, do you believe prayer to change you? That's a good thing, isn't it? Because as we pray and as God's word soaking in our spirit, God's giving us course corrections. God's, God's revealing things in our life to make adjustments. Amen. That's a good thing. I can say that from where I'm standing for sure. So when we're praying for others, guess what? God's using you as that conduit, but also God is also feeding our spirit. So if there's course corrections in our life to make as well. Amen. Well, what else can God use you to do? He can use you to be a witness. 
Now, a lot of times when you say that, people just, ooh, I don't like talking to people. I don't, I don't know that much about the Bible or whatever like that. There's all different reasons that we can, we can pick that we might not feel comfortable with it, but we're called to it anyway, amen? So if we're called to it, don't you know that God's going to equip you to do it? God doesn't call you to anything that he's not going to provide the means for the outcome, amen? He's going to supply what we need, amen? Let's take a look at this. I said, you know, I, I thought about this. I said, why? Would anybody that knows Jesus personally not want to tell somebody? I can't help myself. You know, maybe I don't always go about it the way that somebody else might, whatever. But I'll tell you for you reason why. Fear, right? Let's just be honest. Fear, fear of rejection, fear of not knowing what to say, all those things. But I want to encourage you today that you know what? What does the Bible say? Open your mouth and I will fill it. If, if our motivation and our heart is, is that of Lord, Lord will put you in places to, to give you opportunities to share your faith, amen? And it may look a lot different than, than what I do or what somebody else does. I can tell you what, a lot of people in, in uh, my life and in work and different things that I met wasn't so much what they said, it was how they worked or how they did. I worked with this man named Mr. Earl. Really had a lot of respect for this guy. Uh, he, when, he would, when he would work, he would pull together. He promoted teamwork, he promoted unity. He, he, he would always give God the glory in what we were accomplishing, you know? But see, some people didn't like that. And they would come against this older gentleman. He had retired and come back and they, uh, what do they call when they call you back in? That's the word I was looking for. See, I can't even spell it. I probably won't be called back, will I? <laughs> but they were brought this man back as a consultant. You know why? They don't bring you back as a consultant if one... You're not uh, producing, amen. But he was producing more than just the work uh, things that they were looking for. He was producing unity. And also, he was building character in others. And he was showing us Jesus at work, amen. I always thought a lot of that fellow right there. And he was a guy that when I had some questions, I could always go to. Because whatever we were working on, he had a knack of taking time and make you feel like you're the only one there. Isn't that something? That's just oh well, buddy, what's on your mind? I said, you got a minute? Yeah, shut the door, lead the door, whatever you want to do. And I'd ask him different things about the Bible and this and stuff. I was a new Christian, and and he would tell me about these things. And he always taught me like this, here, not like this. Now, for y'all that don't know, he would never talk down to me. He talked across to me. He was drawing me to the Savior. He was showing me, you know what? God will take you right where you are. You know what? You know what? Let's, let's talk about this. And he had the ability through the Holy Spirit to teach and mentor folks. But you know what? It was a choice that he made. It would have been a whole lot easier for him or us a lot of times to go with the flow at work or go with the flow here. But I tell you what, that's probably why our country's in the shape that it's in. And I believe there's a time that we can't go with the flow anymore, that we got to stand up. And we can do that godly and do it in the right way that God's glorified and people get the message. Amen. So we can witness, right? What else? He can use us to encourage. Anybody need a little encouragement? We always do, don't we? It doesn't hurt. You know, sometimes people are, are reluctant, I guess, to receive a compliment. Because a lot of times in the world, if somebody gives you a compliment, they think you want something. You know? But, but I like to give compliments and keep on walking. Oh, hey, how you doing? Well, that, that, that's a nice shirt or whatever. Whatever the case. 
It didn't cost me not anything to encourage somebody. Or maybe when somebody's gone through something. See, a lot of times when somebody goes through it, I don't know what to say, so they just step back and they say nothing. I'll be the first one to tell you, I don't know always what to say. But I know sometimes it's not what I say. It's just that I'm there. I've had friends lose loved ones and everything else. And I've told them this. I said, I don't know how you feel. But I want to be the best friend I can be while you're going through this. And I don't know what that looks like, but I'm here. I'm here. That means I can listen. I don't even have to. Well, you know, because a lot of times people don't really want the answer. They just need a chance to kind of lay it all out there. Because ultimately, God's going to bring them the answer, amen? But you know what? He might choose to use me and you to be that conduit. So we can encourage. Anybody like encouragement again? I think everybody. Guess what else the Lord might use you to do? Same thing as we were going here, building a little momentum. To comfort folks. Man, I don't believe that we really know how to comfort folks without the Lord. You know what I mean? Because that level of compassion that we see from the Lord is, is, is so different from our mindset. You know what I mean? Of the world. Comfort from the world, comfort from the Lord is totally different. You know, comfort from the world, like, well, well just, buy, buy, just buy a new one. <laughs> you know? No, that's not actually it. Or whatever you have a problem. Somebody say, hey, you know, I'm really sorry if we lost on that. How about, how about we look at this? How can I help you with this? How can, you know, what can we learn from this? What's going on? You know, kind of love them right where they are and speak into their life. Maybe give them a scripture to hold on to. Isn't that something? Me and Ty, I don't know if Thomas was there or not. Years ago, and y'all know I talked about this doing revivals and stuff. We had an opportunity to go to several revivals. And I never forget this. There was a lady, her name was Miss Gale. I have no idea how old she was, but she was just the prettiest older woman I think I've ever seen. Skin just so, hair just right, and man, she was on fire for the Lord, man. And I don't know what the scripture was. I don't know what the day was. All I know is what she said. Run! I said, what? The scripture was this. When you know what? When you see things that don't line up with the Lord, don't keep dabbling in them and keep messing with them. Run from that and run back to the Lord. That's probably been 15 years ago. I could still see. And she was preaching and she, she had so much compassion and so much. She was bringing comfort to us. But she was telling, look, look, you don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay in that situation. Run to the Lord. And I thought, wow, isn't that something? I pray that, you know, maybe just one of the messages that, that, that I've preached over the years, that somebody said, you know what, I remember a pastor, but he said this one thing. So many times, I can hear that woman's voice in my mind when I get ready to make a choice. And I don't always go with the voice. But isn't that something? Wouldn't that be something if we could just tune in that and someone bring comfort and say, hey, look, you don't have to settle. You know, you don't have to settle. I think we tell our children that a lot. Look, you don't have to settle. You know what? Hold on to what God's got. How many knows God's timing is always, well, most of the time, different than yours and mine? You know? We want it over. We want it done. We want this. We want gratification. We want it right here, right now. And God said, no, I'm building a few things in you. I'm working a few things in you. And once we get that in our mind, I think we're a whole lot better off. Because a lot of times, I mean, man, I wish this was coming. Or I wish this. And then all these wish, 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 wish. You find out when you get them, you, you wish you didn't have them, amen? How many times have you, ever, have you ever prayed for a job and then didn't get it and find out, I'm sure glad I didn't get that job, you know? 
Have you ever prayed that you wanted to be with somebody and later on you weren't? You say, I'm sure glad that I'm not with that person. I guess I was the only one, right? <laughs> but sometimes we look at that and we say, oh yeah, man, this surely this must be the one for me. And God puts some things in there and goes, you know, no, why don't you just wait? Why don't you just wait? Why don't you wait? Till the right one comes along, amen? But you know what? God builds comfort in one another through one another. You can be somebody to bring comfort to someone else. And one of the main reasons, I, one of the things that I've seen is if you're just willing to listen. If you're just willing to take a few minutes. Because time is something that nobody can, can reimburse you of. And when you give that time to somebody, what that tells me is you matter. You matter. And let me tell you, all of us matter to God. And you matter to me as well. So let's take a look at this. What work are you ready for today? Think about that. I said each day there's a need. Each day there's an opportunity. And we have the hope of Christ. And like we said, the biblical definition of that is confident expectation. There's something today that God is going to use you in if you let him. Amen. There's something, somebody to touch, something to pray for, somebody to pray for, somebody to help, somebody to encourage. Right. And I've told you all this before. If, if I get a telephone marketer, telemarketer on the phone, I don't mind encouraging him in the Lord. Hey, they're getting paid for it anyway. They might as well listen to my story. I've told them many times. They said, well, would you like? I said, I'll tell you what. You tell me what you got and I'll tell you what I got. Is that fair enough? Sure. And they'll tell me about how I need cable and how I need the faster internet and everything else. I said, man, I'm already connected. You are? Yeah, I know Jesus. Do you know him? What? <laughs> I, said, now, I said, how much is yours a month? They'll say $49.95. I said, mine's free. Do you know Jesus? There's always an opportunity. And let me tell you, I have led several folks to the Lord over the phone. Amen? And it didn't hurt, it didn't hurt my cable speed either. Amen? <laughs> but ultimately, we want them to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So there's always work for today. How many know that? But what about tomorrow's hope? Like we said, look at this. The confident expectation. What confident expectation do you have? How do you approach each day? When you wake up, are you overwhelmed? Do you feel underappreciated? Some of us do. Or are you excited and joyful? So we need to ask the Lord to set the course. I write a, I usually write a little blurb most every day on Facebook, something encouraging. And I kind of track them and trend those things, you know. I can tell you, if I write something about a fresh start and forgiveness, I will have 70 people hit that. If I write something and say, you know what? How can God use you today? Step up. Be a vessel in the hand of the Lord. You'll probably get half that. Why is that? Because you know what? We're in that situation where the, the confident hope we want, we, we just want for us. When we get that confident hope that we want it for others, things change in our life. Amen. You want to see people prosper? You want to see people do good? You want to see uh, the, the, the bar raised? You want to see different things happen in your community? Pour into the community. You want to see different things happen in your church? Pour into your church. You know? Pour into your family. Pour in. And I don't necessarily mean money. I'm talking about prayer, time, comfort, all those things. What is it that God's nudging you today to do where you are? How many times I've told you this? I've been at work and I go, Lord, I, man, what's going on here? I thought I'd be doing this. I, or you could really use me if I was over here. And if I just... 
And I just, and I, and I got all this I-ness on there. And God spoke to me, I know where you are. <laughs> and so I realized that as I continue to grow in Christ, that God's still cultivating things in my life right where I am. And sometimes when I look back, I think if God would have moved me any faster, any further, I would have just crumbled. Because he was still building things into my life, building things into my heart. How about you? So if you're waiting nowadays for something else to come along, maybe God's still building things in your life. I talked to a gentleman the other day, and uh, he just started talking and talking and talking about some stuff. Really enjoyed this conversation. And uh, he had some high hopes for a business deal. And right when he was getting ready to close on this business deal, it went away. And it was just like, first just a really punch in the gut. But he had been walking with the Lord long enough. He goes, man, he said, it, it still stings a little bit. He said, but I know that God knows what is best. And I know that God knows the timing. And I know God knows my heart. So you know what? I believe God's rescuing me from something. I thought, wow. Did it hurt him? Yeah. Did his dreams get a little bruised? Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, I said, bro, let me tell you. With that testimony you just gave right there and how God is cultivating your heart, you can't lose. There's no way you're going to lose. I believe God's rescued you too. And I believe what God has coming down the pipe is going to be even greater than what you ever thought. He said, that's what I told my business partner. It gave him an opportunity to share with his business partner about, you know, we're going to wait on the Lord. And we're going to trust in the Lord. And I'm excited to hear the story when it does come of how he's going to say, you know what? You remember what we talked about last week, last year, two years ago? This is how God moved in that. And that's going to be an exciting time. But sometimes waiting for that to come through makes it a little tough. Amen. Well, what else have we got? Living out the gift. What do you mean by that? You know, when talking to some folks, it seems that we're always waiting for this big, perfect alignment of something. Man, you know, we're waiting for everything to just go just so, so we can walk into it. Amen. It's got to be like this. It's supposed to be wrapped like this. It's got to come down the pipe like that. I guarantee you that my beautiful bride never knew she was going to meet Mr. Wonderful where she met him. Got real quiet there. If somebody told me that I was going to meet my wife at Petro's, I said, I don't think so. Right? For y'all that don't know that, you probably have a good reason you don't because every time somebody got shot there, they changed the name. Okay? <laughs> so it changed a lot. But when she walked in, I was like, what is she doing in here? What in the world? That girl just don't fit it. But I knew, bam, right then. But then I just had to wear her down so then she knew I was Mr. Wonderful. That took a little bit. That's where the prayers come in, amen? <laughs> but look at that. Living out the gift. We think everything's going to be just so in your lives how many things have been just so not many right if it hasn't been many things raise your hand a lot of things haven't looked just the way you thought it end up being you know as time come down the road you thought man I really thought it was going to be this way well you know what God works in all different ways and a lot of times it's that whisper amen just like we said about today I close my eyes and gently whisper your name Jesus you know, I'm going to share a few more things here. I said we need to look for the Lord in our daily task. Not just on Sunday. Every day. Now, we, we say we know that with our head. But do we really know that with our heart as the week goes out? How does God look through you at your workplace? How does God look through you in the grocery line? Love me through it. I know I had a tough time at the grocery line a couple weeks ago. 
But how does he look, how does he look through your life when the storms are coming? I thought about that last night. How many heard that wind going? Man, it was blowing. It was blowing. My dog does not like that. And then on top of that, she doesn't like loud noises and something exploded. Woo! Lights blink. The dog was like, I'm done. That's it. You know? I'm going to get to my next point. Probably getting way ahead of myself here. Listen for the whisper. You say, how in the world can I hear a whisper with all this busyness going on? Music pumping, this going on, boss yelling, you know, somebody knocking on the door. Let me tell you, step back and guard your God time. Amen? Get a little time to yourself that you can hear the Lord. And I promise you, most of the time that you hear the Lord, I know for me, it's in those moments when I step away. Or maybe it might be in a moment when I'm not even thinking about him, but he's always thinking about me. Amen? Whisper, whisper to your heart when you're driving down the road. Whisper to your heart when you're cutting the grass, maybe when you're in the shower, maybe in the midst of a, a grocery line. I don't know, but I know this. God knows exactly where we are, and he knows exactly what we need. Amen? So listen for that whisper. And now, as we work through some of the stuff in our uh, Bible study on Tuesday, we, we, we talked a lot about that. And uh, if you want to look this up later, I'm going to go back to the prophet Elijah. Man, I tell you, he had saw God do some mighty things. Then he got overwhelmed by what he was seeing. And he just ran. And he, and he even got under this tree and he says, I just give up. Anybody ever feel like that? I'm just done. I'm done. I'm done trying to help. I'm done trying to do this. I'm done trying to fix it. I'm, I'm just done. Did God leave him? God said, no, get up. Fixed him something to eat. And he says, then I want you to walk. I don't know, what was it like 200 miles? Something like that. Walk a long way and get to this mountain. And when he got up in that mountain, he said, I'm going to show you something. Man, I can't help but think when Elijah was walking, God was whispering to him. See, when you get a little time and you get that long desert walk, you start leading into the voice of God. Amen. You start listening to things that God got to whisper to you. And in 1 Kings chapter 19, it said he was overwhelmed. He was tired. He was, he was ready to give up. But God told him to go to Mount Herod. The wind, the earthquake, and the fire came. But God was not in any of these things. Then a gentle whisper came and called out to encourage and guide Elijah. God says, I want to show you something. I want you to go here. He, put, he puts him in this little cleft in the rock. And then there's wind, just like we had last night, probably even worse. And he listened and he looked. He said, but God's not in that. And then there was a lightning, but God wasn't in that. And then there was an earthquake, but God wasn't in that. Then he heard that gentle whisper. I go back to what I say. Sometimes we look, not that God isn't in control of all, isn't in control of all then we see the power of God. We see the, the, the majesty of God in all those things. But God chose to speak to this scared, tired, given up prophet with a whisper. You know what that tells me? You're important. I want to take time to whisper. You don't whisper to somebody who's not your friend, do you? I just thought about that. You see somebody, you talk to them, you give, hey man, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. But somebody's your friend, you say, hey, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. And that's exactly what God did. Pulled them away from all those things. Showed them the mighty power. Showed them all these things. And then he whispered to them, I'm here. 
Isn't that amazing? I tell you that because a lot of times you'll be in those storms. You'll be when the wind and everything is coming and the, and the lightning is crashing and all this. You go, man, Lord, where are you? Listen for the whisper. He'll never leave you and forsake you. Amen. So let's take a look at this. We need to look for the front footprints. What do you mean by that? I said, ask God to reveal what he is doing so you can join in. And I wrote this down last night as I was just going through the message. And the Lord showed me this. Victory leaves clues. It leaves footprints. What do you mean by that? What the Lord was showing me this. As those people throughout the Bible and even in our life were obedient and they stepped out. It left footprints on the victory. What happens if Elijah never would have went up on that mountain? He would have missed out on hearing the voice of the Lord. What happens if Moses was at the burning bushes going, nah, my feet hurt. What about Joseph? He says, I ain't going to do nothing for you. You left me in jail. So all those prophets have been through different things. Why would we be any, any different? Sometimes we go through some tough stuff. But God can use those things to comfort us on the other side and encourage people as they go through. Look for the footprints of victory in your life. Amen. Well, let's keep on going. Got a few more things to share. Everybody doing good? Amen. All right. Life's mission. If I was to ask you, what, what is God's mission for your life? Would you be able to share that? And if you can't, that's okay. Think about that. Think about that. You know, a lot of times we relate it to our job or our, our work or whatever. And, and maybe God has put you, I'm sure God knows exactly where you are so he can use you in those things. But, but don't just think it's a, uh, what you can do and what I mean by that it might be where you are it might be the people that are around you let's take a look at this I said God's plan is grand don't let the size of the mission fool you think about this I said the disciple Andrew can teach us a lot from this lesson right feeding the 5,000 Andrew found a young boy with one lunch right y'all know the story but think about that what was it five loaves and two fish now do you think that morning, that that boy took that lunch, that we'd be talking about him 2,000 years from now? Do you think, right, the mama that packed that lunch thought that her story would be heard today? Do you think about those, those what was it, two fish that the fishermen caught? Do you think that'd be talked about today? That God could use that in such a mighty way. The reason I want to bring that around is because you know what? We think, well, uh, I'm not doing this big grand thing. But when it's in the hand of God, he makes it grand. Amen. It's the little things that we're faithful with that God makes the grand things. What is it? If he can't trust us in the small things, how's he going to trust us with the big thing? You say, Lord, you know what? If I just had had this million dollars, well, you can't handle a thousand that you got. Why are you going to handle, you know? If you don't give a dime off a dollar, how are you going to give, you know, uh, you know a million off ten million? You, you probably not. But we think more is the, the, the whole deal. But I'm telling you what, I believe what God does is look at how resourceful we are with his resources. There's accountability for that, right? How resourceful are you with, the, with what he's given you? Most people, and I don't want to get down the world track, but I'm going to use that for a minute. Most people that what the business would call kind of influential or whatever that's done well for themselves are folks that, that probably come from really rough beginnings, a lot of them. You know? Look at the Wright brothers. They, they, they started flying on a bicycle budget, man. You know? 
I did. I read on a story one time, and it's been a while, so, so I just want to kind of recalculate what I'm saying here. Langley, which is Langley Air Force Base, he had a lot of backing, man. He had all this and everything else. But the Wright brothers end up getting off the ground first. And instead of coming along and going, man, let's go ahead and take our resources going on with that, kind of step back, kind of step back. I'm sure he did a lot of great things. But, but what I'm getting at is, it's hard to beat somebody that has their heart in the game. Amen? It's hard to beat somebody that's got to, you know, and, and because they'll find creative ways how to do more with less. Amen? What did God do? He used Andrew. Andrew was an amazing guy in the Bible. We keep going back. You know what the number one thing is you, you hear about Andrew? It wasn't miracles or anything else that God did through him. He always brought people to Jesus. Every time he turned around, he said, hey, man, we just found Jesus. He's the Messiah. Hey, I just found this guy with a couple of, couple of fish and some, some bread. Can we use him? And look at that. How is God using you to be an Andrew to bring people into the fold, to bring people to Christ? Amen. So don't get wrapped around the wheel that thinks it's got to have sparks and everything flying out. God will use you right there. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. I said, your gifts are enough for God's purpose. God knows what he's placed in you. Do you know what he's placed in you? You ever heard somebody say, man, you got amazing gifts. You can really draw good. And they go, no, I don't really draw this good. I don't, I don't really do this. Or, hey, you're a really good cook. And they go, well, uh, well, a lot of that is, is, is being humble and everything like that. But also, can, you can still be humble and use the gift. And that's what I want us to see today. A lot of times we think, well, God, well, God, well, you play guitar or you do this. God can really use you. Well, not if I don't apply it. But God can really use you and you and him and her. Most of the people that God has used in my life over this last 50 years have been people that wasn't that they had all the answers, but they had the answer. They had Christ. And they were willing to share that with me right where they were. In some of the darkest places, some of the toughest times, and sometimes some of the, the, the character that you wouldn't think that would really be speaking into your life. But God used them and they were obedient in that moment. Will that be you? Will that be you? Will that be me? I pray that it is. So let's look for things that God can use us with. Let me tell you, the gift that you've got, and everybody's got a gift. The Bible says everybody's got a gift, amen? You've got the Holy Spirit in you. You're not coming up short, amen? Let's keep on going. I said a small seed of faith can grow into a mountain of blessing. Man, you ever thought about that? One step. Just look at the loose change we've been putting in there. Last month, $148. People said, oh, that ain't much. Okay. Well, guess what? It's a whole lot to the people at the food bank. Because guess what? We're going to feed some people with that. They're going to hear about Jesus. They're going to hear about where it came from. Man, what could God do if we all were on the same sheet of music, on the mission? Whatever it is, whether it's praying, sharing, and doing. And, and I think that's amazing. Maybe, you know what, through those coins of hope, maybe that went to buy some chicken noodle soup. And somebody brought it with a prayer to bring healing to somebody. Maybe it went for some band-aids for somebody to scrape their knee. And somebody was able to pray for them. I don't know, but I do know this. We give with a heart that is pointed to God, and we trust God for the results. Amen? Appreciate all everybody does. Life's mission. Souls for the kingdom. Man, so if you don't know what your mission is, I'll give you a piece of it. Winning people to Christ. Amen? Winning people to Christ. I said, look at the harvest 
that death brings, burial and resurrection of Christ brought. Who would have thought that one person can make all the difference in the world? Jesus did. And now he's passed that on for us to tell everybody about it. Everybody doing good? Picking up speed here. Still on the life's mission. I want to give you all some, some uh, good scripture. If you want to write this down and, and circle in your Bible later, that's fine. Romans 5, 19 says this. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, he's talking about Adam, uh, excuse me, talking about Adam, the many were made sinners. So also through the, dis- oh, excuse me, let's start again. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners. So also through the obedience of Jesus Christ, of the one man, many will be made righteous. Look what was produced in the harvest of Christ. Everything we got now, your hope, your freedom, your, your, your redemption, all those things in Christ. Amen. Let's take a look at this. Ephesians 5, 16. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Does anybody believe the day is kind of evil nowadays? Anybody watch the news? It's crazy. It's crazy. But you know what? This is not taking God by surprise. And I don't think we need to live in fear. But we do need to be able to stand on God's word and God's promises. And be in tune to God's heart. To do what he has us to do when he wants us to do it. Amen. So make it, make the most of every opportunity. And I want to encourage you with this. It doesn't have to be the big things. It might be the small things that make a big difference. Amen. Make a big difference. Let's keep on going here. Psalm 39. It says, show me, Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting my life is. Kind of brings us right back where we started. Don't it? Hey, if today was your last day. How would you live it? How would you live it? And I said, all in a day. Let's go back again. It says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. You know, today, I didn't have a bunch of funny stories. Didn't have down memory lane or anything else. Today, it's just straight up. I want you to think about this. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And I pray today that today's message is not a day of depression about death, but it's about encouragement for life. Amen. That's what it's about. I want us to live. I want us to live a life today and tomorrow and every day that God's blessed us with that that it just has others going, man, what's going on that will draw them to you so you can point them to Jesus. Amen. How do you do it? When we're lifting up Christ, when we're talking about Jesus, when we're living a life that mirrors that of the sun, guess what? People are going to draw to that for warmth. They're going to draw to that for that insight. Amen. That doesn't mean your life is always going to look perfect. doesn't mean that your life is, is never going to have any bumps and bruises. But the way you recover from those things, people will note. People are never remembered for what they ran from. They're remembered from what they've gone through and come out the other side. Amen. You think about that. Nobody's talking about somebody, well, they didn't show up and they didn't do and they just laid down and everything else. No, people go back and they look through history over time and time and time again how somebody got through the other side. I'm going to tell you how you get through the other side. You rely on that of Jesus Christ. Amen. Don't care what the storm is, rely on Jesus. Don't care what the circumstance is, we can rely on Jesus. See, sometimes people say, I don't know the answer. I've said that myself. But I hear that whisper and Jesus says, I'm the answer. 
See, I want to know exactly how it's going to go down. I want to know what day it's going to happen and how we're going to get through this and how we're going to get back on top and all these things. I like to, I like to have things planned out. I like to kind of see what's going on. But that's not the way it works with God all the time. Amen. Hey, we can be listening. We can have a good idea of, of just going on through things. But I'm going to tell you what. What did we say last week? Will you trust yourself? Will you trust the Lord through the day? You know, with your work, we've gone through a lot of different things at work. There are layoffs, there's setbacks and everything like that. What are we going to do? God is not wringing his hands about your job. Okay? God's not ringing. I don't know who we're going to vote for next time. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. All these things. So what I guess I'm trying to say is this. Don't worry about the things you can't control. Trust God with everything. Take a note of, of how short life is. If you live 80 years, if you live 120 years, in the scheme of up against the backdrop of eternity, that's pretty short. So why not come to the, the saving knowledge of Christ today? So that's not even in the equation. People ask me all the time. So, so uh, when I ask them, well, will you go to heaven if you die today? We talk about it all the time. People say, I hope so. Well, what do you think? No, I know so. And I don't say that being, trying to be any, any other way than confident in Jesus. Because that's all it is, is confidence in Jesus. It isn't because of anything else but what Jesus did. And guess what the good news is? That's all there is, right? There's not like, you got to figure it all out. You just need to trust Christ. You just need to trust Jesus. So today, as we just get ready to pray and we get ready to, to leave this place, I hope you leave with the message of this in your heart, that time is going by. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Amen? The boys tease me a lot about this. My dad, all the time, man, he was always telling me about when I leave here. I said, man, why don't you stop worrying about dying and live a little bit? He says, I am. But I want you to know. I want you to know. And he was always planting those seeds in my mind all the time. Because, hey, look, if this happens, this is probably how you want to deal with this. Son, if this happens, when this comes up, I want you to be prepared. He was always preparing me, preparing me, preparing me. So when the time came, I was prepared. People say, oh, you can't never really be prepared. I was pretty well prepared. All right? There's a lot of things I'm not prepared for. But I want all of us to be prepared for this. If you were to die today, that you know that you'd have eternal life with Jesus Christ. You're going to spend eternity somewhere. It's either hell or heaven. I said go with Jesus. Amen. It's already been paid for. Let us pray. Father God, I pray today that today is a message of, of the life's mission of preparation. I pray today that today is a life's message on, on choosing Christ, responding to what God has done for us through your son, Lord. Father, I pray today if there's one sitting here today that's not sure where they spend eternity, that today is the day that they call on the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Mm, we know that, Lord. doesn't have to take long to realize that. But he says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Are you trusting in 100% of the sacrifice of Christ? If that's you today, I pray that you are just comfortable in that to the point to rest in that. 
not comfortable where you prop up your feet and say it doesn't matter anymore. No, it matters so much. Now's the time to get involved. To share that news with somebody else. If you're here today and said, man, it's been a rough week, it's been a rough month, man, I tell you what, I just lift you up right here in the mighty name of Jesus. There's so many people going through so many things, so many families that are hurt, so many different things that we need to let go and let God. So many of these things that we try to hold on and we drag on to the next day and we drag into the next day and what it does is just deplete us down to about nothing. Today, turn it over to the Lord. I know it's not easy, but I know that God will take it right where you are and he will carry you through because we serve a God that is faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. He's good all the time.